And welcome back, everybody, to Cinematic Conversion with me, Jace, your host. And Colin. <laughs> and, you know, intro is in workshop. We're workshopping. Oh, still figuring that out. <laughs> That's one thing about starting a podcast that you know but you don't know is at first I thought it was just us talking into a mic and I said, I never shut up. This is easy. I can do this. And now we're working. I, yeah. We're, we're working. working. <laughs> I'm out here, digital creator over here, and then Colin's, you know, editing videos, editing sound. I'm doing things I never thought I'd be doing. I don't know what the hell I'm doing, honestly. It is, it's a work in progress. We're figuring it out. So be nice. <laughs> be nice, but also tell us if anything sucks or looks bad. True. We want the criticism, constructive criticism, but. And. You know, if you have some skills that you're willing to do for free. For free. <laughs> we would, an unpaid internship. <laughs> <laughs> We're offering you an exclusive unpaid internship. We love free labor. No, but it's been fun. It's been a lot, you know, and it's been exciting. And, you know, it's been funny to test ourselves and learn new things. So thank you, everyone, for enjoying what we're putting out and thanks this is the second episode so if you're back here you made it through round one you're here for round two and we couldn't be happier to have you our two listeners now <laughs> down from five to two and we're so excited <laughs> um i am really excited about this actually i think this episode is going to be fun um we we touched on it a little bit that colin and i not only love movies but we love award season and Award season was not something I used to participate in before dating Colin, and he has lovingly held my little baby hand as I'm like... Meaning forced him to watch all <laughs> these dumb award shows. not true. But there is a lot... Of, there's like a... I mean, maybe I'm just an idiot. I don't know. For me, there was a steep learning curve of like, who is what and what is this and who is who and why is this? And I think having someone explain that to me has resulted in award season being one of my favorite things. It's a great pastime. And we'll go into the case for award season later on in the episode. But I think today we really want to just kind of get of a brief overview of what award season even is, what mm -hmm. that means. Then we'll go into kind of why award season can be fun and finish with recapping the Golden Globes and the Critics' Choice, which are two awards that have already taken place. Con and I diligently have been watching... Um, and we're excited to share kind of the winners from those and, and our thoughts and feelings about it. Anything yeah. you would add before we get started, Colley? No, honestly, you nailed it. So Okay, Mr. Colin. So Colin is our expert here, and I am the student. I'm very much still learning, so if, you, if I don't know a lot of things, that's normal. <laughs> that's every day that Colin and I are conversing is me asking him a bunch of questions. And I think the... The number one question we started watching awards that really helped me was, what even is awards season? What are we talking about when we say that? What does that mean? I mean, award season really just encompasses all of the award season or award shows that people have heard of, of at least. So like the Golden Globes, 
Craig's Choice might not be super well known, but you know, obviously the Oscars, but people I think don't really understand because they like hear about the Oscars when they come around every yeah. year and they're awarding film and that's pretty much it. And pe- I think people get confused when like, th- like the most popular film of the year doesn't win anything yeah. or doesn't win best picture, stuff like that. And I think that really confuses people. Yeah. I was one of those people. I, and, cause, I see that. I mean, if a movie makes the most money and does the, like the most well for the industry, shouldn't that win? I think, I mean, I've gotten that question a couple of times. And so, yeah, I think award season really just encompasses all of these precursor awards. So like the Golden Globes, Critics' Choice, British Academy Awards, and then the Guild Awards. And that all ends with the Academy Awards. The Academy Awards is like the most prestigious. And that's the Oscar. So when we say Academy Awards, Oscars, those are interchangeable. Yes, those are the same thing. Really, all those awards you just mentioned are building up to the Academy Awards, the Oscars. Mm -hmm. Okay, so it's kind of like tiered approach. Right. Okay. So, and yeah, like I said, the Oscars really is like the most prestigious of all of them. So I think it really just gives people who win more opportunities Mm -hmm. in the industry. So if someone wins like Best Actress, like that's a really big deal because... And you hear like all the time, like Oscar winner, Meryl Streep, Oscar yeah. winner. You can know. really launch your career. Like you've, that's like the award. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So who's deciding who wins those awards? Who decides who gets an Oscar? So the, the organization that decides and votes on this is called the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences. And people call it the AMPUS for short. Or the Academy. Yes, this is the Academy. So... The Academy consists of, so the Oscars consists of, I think it's 20 plus categories. Yeah. So each category essentially has its own guild or association that votes prior to the Oscars in their own kind of guild awards. And so that is considered a precursor award, which, so that encompasses like Directors of movies, actresses, cinematographers, actors, screenplay writers, like these are all the best of the best yes. in each category now voting as part of the Academy. Yes. Okay. And award season really starts with the Golden Globes, usually. That's the first precursor award show that like votes for TV and film. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people will watch the Golden Globes to kind of get a good picture of what might be nominated at the Academy Awards. But the Golden Globes... Um, Who makes up the Golden Globe? Like, who's voting in the Golden Globes? The Golden, Golden Globes, Globes. It used to be made up of what was called the Hollywood Foreign Press Association. Mm. But they have gotten a lot of shite over the last decade. They had decade. a scandal. They've had many a scandal. Many so. a scandal. This is Harvey Weinstein, right? Yes. Yeah, so if you've heard about that, that is like all the drama. Yeah, he really... I feel like the Golden Globes was like the precursor award show prior to Harvey Weinstein kind of screwing the pooch. <laughs> and, <laughs> and deservedly so. Deservedly so. Yeah, he... So there were a lot of sexual assault allegations, you know, not just with him, but a lot of different members of the Hollywood foreign press. And so it became less prestigious over the years. And then they really revamped over the last couple of years, had to have a completely different voting body now. And I think you could tell with this last 
like set they're really trying to distance themselves yeah from everything it was before they really want to become the precursor awards to the academy awards they don't want to be on the same level but they want to be like okay you need to look at the golden globes to know what's going to be yeah if you're interested in the oscars you better be watching us (laughs) right and yeah okay so so they're rebranding. They're rebranding. They're they're still struggling. We'll get into we'll recap. We'll the recap the actual ceremony here in a bit. But so the next precursor awards show that people like to watch out for is the Critics Choice Awards, which we watched, we last, watched night last night on Sunday the fourteenth. Yes, Critics Choice is exactly what it sounds like. It's just made up of hundreds of critics that vote for pretty much all the same categories that the Oscars do. But there's no overlap with the Academy and the Critics' Choice. So a lot of times people are like, well, why do we even care about the Critics' Choice Awards? Because there's no overlap, you know. But they tried to predict the Academy Awards, which people get annoyed with because it's like, well, you're the critics. You should just pick what you feel like is the best. Yeah. And so that's the Critics' Choice. Pretty simple. Just made up of hundreds of critics. No overlap with the Academy. Okay, so we have Golden Globes, Critics' Choice. Yes. And then next you have what's called the British Film Academy Awards, or they call it the BAFTAs. Um, The BAFTAs are made up of foreign filmmakers, uh, actors, producers, you know, just pretty much the American Academy, but it's British Academy Awards. (laughs) British, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) The Academy Awards. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Um, So... But there is overlap with the British Academy with the American Academy Awards. Okay. I, I'm not sure the exact number, but a lot of times people are like, you really need to look at BAFTA and what's nominated and wh- what wins because then they're like, oh, well, then this movie is for sure going to get nominated or like so-and-so is going to get nominated. So people like to pay attention to that. But the British Academy... They're pretty biased, are they? are pretty to- biased towards like British film. Surprise, surprise. So... Like, I, if you pay attention to this, like last year, All Quiet on the Western Front kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah. And it was because of the BAFTAs. And then it got nominated for a ton of Academy Awards. Even, But prior to that, like it was on no one's radar. So yeah. BAFTAs are kind of a big deal because it can really gain momentum for certain films. But usually it's like British films that that happens. So, And then you have um, the last precursor like body and it's all of the guilds so they all have their own separate kind of awards um the main one is called the screen actors guild and they call it sag um and that's just made up of i think it's over a hundred thousand actors um but they only have overlap with the academy of about like a thousand i want to say so but people still will be like well you need to look at who gets nominated for the actors in SAG and their awards because that will pretty much determine who gets nominated in the Academy Awards. I mean, if you look last year, all of, for example, all of supporting actress, all five of them got into the Academy Awards. Yeah, because so, so SAG is like all of the actors. So everyone who knows what acting is, all of mm-hmm. the good actors they're voting for who they think did the best job acting. Right. So and it's th- just carries actors. some weight. Yes. Yeah. So it's like, well, we're all actors and we think the best actor is so-and-so. So it's kind of like, well, mm-hmm. T, they right. kind of know what they're talking about. Right. And so 
Yeah, it's just actors that vote for SAG. It's just directors that vote for the Directors Guild. Like, okay, that makes and sense. those precursors, it's just their own voting bodies voting for each other. But once you get to the Academy Awards, it's all of these guild members mixed together voting for every single category. Yeah. So um, it's not foolproof. You know, what gets into the Directors Guild is not going to be the best director lineup at the Academy Awards. Like, it's always i mean sometimes it's like five for five but a lot of times someone miss misses or someone random gets in you know but well that's something that i think i realized as we started watching together is there's drama there's oh, tea yeah. there's like, tea things are happening mm -hmm. like the craziest stuff is going on and people's dreams are being crushed over here and people's dreams <laughs> are being made over here and like the whole of award season leading up to the oscars i think that's What's fun is like, especially if you've seen all of the movies mm -hmm. and then you're like moving into being able to watch all of the awards, you like care right. in a fun way where like, does it matter? No. Mm -hmm. Is it fun? Yes. Like, yes. Uh -huh. so you're like watching all these speeches and, and some people give terrible speeches and it honestly is just so cringy and bad. And some people give really moving speeches and you're crying and you're bawling. And then you, like you said, like some movies come out of nowhere or some mm -hmm. actors come out of nowhere and are getting nominated and you're like who is this person and like they really are everyone competing to get the oscar and i think that's where if you hear like when colin says like the oscars can be political mm -hmm. that's what he's talking about is there's a lot of moving parts and everyone is fighting to get the oscar so there's right a lot of money being put behind some things and not other things there's a lot of marketing being put behind some things and not other things and all of that sways the chances of like who can win right i mean going off of that last year for example i think a lot of people consider this the dumbest award of the night was jamie lee curtis winning best supporting, supporting actress, actress. <laughs> which it was a very dumb win but if you look at the precursors particularly sag yeah so she won best supporting actress at the sag awards and everyone was like what the hell why did of her of, of all of the actresses there why did she win her role was pretty insignificant yeah she obviously has been in the industry for a long time and so a lot of times actors and actors actresses or directors whoever it may be they have what's called like an overdue narrative and so regardless of their performance if they're nominated a lot of times people will be like oh we need to vote for them you know they've never won before i feel bad you know like we need yeah. to it's nice and so when she won and since she gave a good speech like that just translated over to the academy awards and unfortunately she won <laughs> which so we love jamie lee curtis if you've seen the role that she won for she won for Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, which is a fantastic movie. She but... played a, a frumpy IRS agent. Yes. Like, and she was fine. You know, she's in like yeah. 10 minutes of the movie, but it's like, you're really going to tell me that she should win out yeah. of everyone else? Like, it was one of the dumbest awards I've probably ever Colin, seen. But Colin I'm has been stewing about, about this for a year. A year. <laughs> We've had many conversations. Colin is still upset. And you know what? No tea, no shade to Jamie Lee. No Curtis, tea, no if shade. She's listening. <laughs> Hi, Jamie Lee. Thank you for joining Hi, the podcast. Hi, Jamie. Love you, but you did not deserve to win, girly. So sorry. Okay, so quick recap. Everything's leading up to the Oscars in awards season. Awards to be watching if you're interested in knowing how the Oscars are going to turn out. BAFTA. Mm -hmm. 
all of the guilds. I like to watch SAG. SAG is the most fun because actors are dramatic and crazy, <laughs> and it's just very fun to watch that one. Critics' Choice, Golden Globes. Mm-hmm. And then those are kind of the four that Con and I watch. And I think that's a big part of what we want with the podcast is to make award season feel more accessible. Yeah. Because I'll, I'll really be honest, it's very fun. I mm-hmm. think it is the best treatment for seasonal depression that I found. Yeah. Because it gives you something to do during the winter. There's a lot of really moving movies. And it's not so much about who wins or who loses. I mean, it's fun to care. You know, and it, it's fun to want someone to win. Does it matter in the grand scheme of things? No, but like it's building up fun moments in your life and it's a great way to get people together. So right. for example, we do movie Tuesday every Tuesday where like a group of our friends, we just go out because it's cheaper on Tuesdays to see movies and we just see movies so that we're making sure everyone has seen the movies that are going to be nominated. Mm-hmm. We throw an Oscars party, which is fun and everyone can kind of, you know, bet a little bit of money about who's going to win. And it's just a way to get together, which is really what life's about, right? Right. So like, I think especially in the sense of, we know when we talk about leaving religion and trying to like rebuild the world around you, a big part of that is without religion, you don't necessarily have a ton of social connection. Mm -hmm. And so you have to be a lot more intentional. And social connection, you know, from just a health standpoint is so important. Right. And I think for me and you, this has been a great way where we found an outlet to get together with people we love spending time with to, you know, just like have fun. It's fun. We get, we have something to talk about. It's something to do. And I think that's been really fun with us for us. Um, And that's, I think one of our goals for the podcast is we've really structured the content that we're releasing so that you can kind of follow along and, you know, if you're like, okay, I'm, I'm interested in dipping my toe in. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. interested in dabbling. If you want to dabble, follow along. We, we're going to make sure you see all the movies that are going to be nominated before the Oscars so mm-hmm. that you know what we're talking about so you can, you know, have some skin in the game. And then when the Oscars come, make it a big deal. Why not? Throw a party. Yeah. Like, life is too short for not throwing a party over, you know. Over something dumb like that. <laughs> it's Like, why not? Why not right. have a fun time? So that's kind of our... You know, I'll get off my soapbox, but social connection, you'll live Mm -hmm. to be 100 if you are connecting daily with Mm -hmm. people around you, and this is an easy way to do it, so... And the T is, is they don't always get it right, and I think people get frustrated with that, but I feel like that's part of the fun. It's It's fun to, like, root for the movies that you want to win, Yeah, you know, and it's it's interesting because I think, like I said towards the beginning of this, I feel like a lot of people are confused why like the most popular movies don't win. Like I think last year, for example, like a lot of people were like, why didn't Top Gun Maverick win yeah. all of these awards? But if you look at all of the precursor awards, like you could see that they didn't really win much. Yeah. And Tom Cruise was only nominated in like one of them. And so it wasn't a surprise, at least for me to see yeah. it didn't, I mean at one, I think, I think it won best sound or something Which like deserved, that. you know, yeah. great, great sound. <laughs> yeah. And so didn't go home empty handed, but like, I think people were like, well, it should have won best picture. And it's like, well. They made the most money. Right. And like, I, I understand that mindset, but if you look at the precursor award shows, it shouldn't come as a shock to you that it didn't win and everything and, ever all at once did. So. And if you think about who is voting in these awards. I mean, yeah. these are people who who do lean a little more artsy. A little snooty. A little yeah. snooty, a little pretentious. Right. That's part of the fun as well. You're not tuning in because these are like people you should 
idolize, you're tuning in because you want to get your family together or your friends together mm -hmm. and you want to have some fun and you want to see some hot people in good clothes <laughs> and you want to, you know, scream at the TV a bit. And then, I mean, you, me and Con have been talking about Jamie Lee Curtis winning Best Supporting Actress literally for a year. I was viscerally angry in front of all of my friends. It was really embarrassing, but <laughs> I was passionate about her not winning and she won. So, and it's, it's just a fun it's a fun experience. So if you're bored, if you're lonely, if you're sad, come tag along. It's going to be fun. I promise. <laughs> and so with that, we did watch two awards recently, Golden yes. Globes and Critics' Choice. Um, and we'd like to recap it for those who missed it, for those who mm -hmm. saw it and just want to know what we think, for those who are just still listening because you love us and support us. This is where we're going. <laughs> <laughs> What did you think of? Let's start with the Golden Globes. The Golden Globes. The comedian, ass. ass. I hate to say it, ass. ass. <laughs> Not good. It was. This is my take Horrid. on comedy. I I just think comedy is so much more funny when you're not trying to be mean. I don't mm -hmm. know if that makes sense, but like, I think comedy is fun when you are still complimenting them, but with some hints of truth that are, are funny and uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. I mean, so if you saw Chelsea Handler at Critics' Choice, perfect example of like good hosting comedy from Chelsea, bad hosting comedy from Joe Coy, Joe Coy mm -hmm. at the Golden Globes. It just was uncomfortable, made a lot of weird comments. The Barbie jokes were <clears throat> gross. It was sad to see uh, Greta Gerwig's reaction to them. It, I don't know. I just, it was bad. And then he like threw his writers under the bus. Yeah. And was like, well, tacky, they, that's they wrote tacky. these jokes that they're not mine. You're laughing at all my jokes. And it just was a very bad look. Which, did you know that Chelsea Handler and Joe Coy used to date? LOL. Yeah. Good riddance, Joe Coy. And she threw major shade at him. And it was... And it was iconic. iconic. Yeah. yeah, look it up. If you want to, like, she did a good job. I, I was giggling. She went a little too far a couple times, I feel like. You know, but I'm she did a good job overall. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she did go a little too far. But overall, I was giggling. I was giggling, like... I also think she was high. Um, she said that in her interview. <laughs> she said, I took an edible, basically. And I said, oh my gosh, on live TV, that's crazy. But you go, girl. Have the time of your life. Um... And then Golden Globes was, I mean, we'll get into who won and, and my reactions to mm -hmm. that. Uh, the only other thing that I think was like a fun not like thing from Critics' Choice was I really did like America Ferreira's speech. Her speech was great. Uh, she won, what was it? Her of like the year. The see Her. Yeah, see, the See Her Award. Yeah. Um, and it was a really moving speech. So if you have time, go look at it. I think it was a great call to diverse storytelling, which mm -hmm. I'm a big proponent of. I think movies and stories are way more fun when we're expanding who we tell stories about and we're letting them do it in their language. That's yeah. a, a soapbox for another time of mine, but I really liked it. I think she framed it perfectly. I think yeah. it was really, really interesting. Something I believe in. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, overall, I had I, I laughed, I cried. You know, I had a great time. It was fun. <laughs> Critics' Choice is definitely more lax. It's yeah. not as... Well, it's weird because it's like critics. So you'd think they'd be more snooty, but 
they were throwing shade at critics left and right when they're in their acceptance speeches. So, and it was iconic. I mean, critics are, I think an acceptable group to tease because really, I mean us, here we are judging people and I haven't done shit with my life. So, (laughs) you know, who am I? Two white men making a podcast, two white men making a podcast about people who are actually successful period. (laughs) Well, the golden globes. So, I guess we can just talk about like who won. Yeah. Um, so we'll start with supporting actress. So the actress that won this was Divine Joy Randolph for the holdovers, which we'll go into detail on the holdovers as a whole yeah. in another episode, but it's a great movie. Charming movie, very heartwarming. Yeah. And she actually won Critics' Choice and Golden Globe. Yeah, for... so she's won most of the awards so far. She's done really well. Which, and if we remember what Colin just taught us, that means... Most likely, she's probably going on to win. But the problem is, and we'll go into more nuances, because we'll do an Oscar predictions video and podcast as well. But, so, BAFTA is known to be not super... (laughs) What was that? (laughs) My mic is like... Okay, we're back. We're We're back. back. Technical difficulties in your amateur <laughs> podcast. Anywho. <laughs> um, so BAFTA is known to not award diverse BAFTA's people. a little racist and I'm just going to say it. They're trying to revamp how they award and like, because they do it differently from the other precursors. They do like short lists before they announce the actual nominations. So they have like certain rules about diversity for those long lists. But I think at that point I could be wrong, but I, from what I've read and what I understand, they have those rules about diversity and who should be nominated for those short lists. But then it's kind of free game at that point. So I am worried because, um, I just, last year, they didn't give Kihui Kwan supporting actor. Even though he swept literally, he literally everywhere swept else. swept everywhere else. And so I worry for her chances at BAFTA. I could see them giving it to Emily Blunt for Oppenheimer. Because she's British. Because she's British and she's white. Yeah. And no Tino shade to Emily Blunt. She does a great job in Oppenheimer. But I, I could just see that happening. And that might shift the wave of who's going to win, which would be a shame. But yeah. I really liked her. All of, yeah. She is the cutest. She always she's has sweet. her little handwritten speech when she gets up there and she's reading it. She's very, I don't know. I really liked her, especially watching her receive the awards. She's very gracious. She gave a great speech at Critics' Choice, really highlighting like the women in her life who have prepared her for this. It was very charming. I really mm-hmm. liked it. I like her. No, she's great. So I will not be surprised if she ends up winning the Oscar. So that category is one of the most quote unquote locked categories because she just has been sweeping everything. Is divine for supporting actress. Yes. Okay. Supporting actor. So let's see here. So Robert Downey Jr. won for Oppenheimer at both Golden Globes and Critics' Choice. This Which are you surprised? How do you feel I'm about that? I'm actually surprised that he is winning not sweeping sweeping like i thought he'd win an award here and there he's really really great one of my favorite performances of the year actually in oppenheimer i just think this category is very stacked yeah there's a lot of people that i feel like have potential to win like you have i mean people will probably laugh at this but ryan gosling and barbie is actually one of the front runners 
And I'm surprised he hasn't won anything so yeah. far because people have just kind of hyped up his performance. Same with Charles Melton, Riverdale Stands. Riverdale he, Stands Unite, <laughs> Charles Melton, May, December. He, he has ate. the supporting performance of the year, in my opinion, yeah. for May, December. So, I mean, he's in it. You have Mark Ruffalo for Poor Things, Robert De Niro, Killers of the Flower Moon. So there's a lot of good actors in this category, but... He just has been sweeping. I guess it is because it's Robert Downey Jr. You know, that overdue narrative is carrying him along. Well, and his speech so, at Critics' Choice was good. It he, was great. He, yeah. like, read what critics have said about mm-hmm. him, like, the mean. It was kind of like celebrities meet, read mean tweets vibes. Yeah. It was very funny. Like, he did a great job, I think, at that one. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm excited to see what happens for the Oscars. Yeah. Because it is, it is competitive. Which he'll probably win the BAFTA. I think SAG will be telling of who is going to win at the Oscars because Robert Downey, like I said, will win the BAFTA. But if Ryan Gosling wins for Barbie at SAG, that could shift the curve as well. And remember, SAG is the actors voting for actors. Right, yes. So that's what we're talking about. It's going to be interesting to see who kind of wins these next phases. Okay, best actor. Best actor. So best actor and actress are pretty competitive, actually. So... You have the front runners right now are Paul Giamatti for The Holdovers, also fantastic in that movie. Love. Would not be sad to see him win the Oscar. I really I would he, not. I think he's a cutie, sweetie pie, angel baby. I love Paul Giamatti. That picture of him at In and Out <laughs> is his, so with funny. his Golden Globe. He went to <laughs> after winning the Golden Globe um, for best supporting actor. For no, for best, best actor. actor. Paul Giamatti went to In and Out with his Golden Globe and ate a hamburger, and it's it incredible. Went viral. It, it went viral, great. and he referenced it in his when he won the Critics' Choice Award too. He mm-hmm. was very funny about it. Yeah, he's just a sweetie, and the holdovers is classic. It's very a heartwarming. It's a very well written, heartwarming movie. Yeah, and it's a Christmas movie, actually. and it's a Christmas movie. So really, really well done. So I would not be sad to see him win. He's currently the front runner in all of these like pundits. They all think that he's going to win. But I do think that Killian Murphy could potentially win because he did win the Golden Globe for drama. Golden Globes is also interesting because they are the only precursor award to split the lead actor and lead actress categories into lead actor for drama, lead actor for comedy, and same for actress. So they have two different winners. And so that kind of makes things hard to predict because it's like, okay, well, Paul Giamatti won for comedy, Killian Murphy won for drama. So who's like the front runner? Yeah. But now that Paul has won for Critics' Choice, it's like, okay, so maybe it's him. I do think Killian Murphy will win at BAFTA because he's, is he Irish? I think he's Scottish. Scottish? I, we don't know. Sorry, Killian. I love Killian. Love I you, girl. We just don't know which one. Killian Murphy is my personal winner for the year i do think he was pretty amazing in oppenheimer and so i would be sad kind of if he didn't win the oscar yeah but and us predicting these by the way is not like our personal bias this is just what we've seen throughout award season and again if it's not a movie you like that's okay right if you Mm -hmm. disagree reminder we are just two gays we do not have (laughs) film degrees we're this just, is just literally a hobby. This is just gays with opinions, baby. Yes. So so Killian will win the BAFTA. I don't know who will win at SAG. I think whoever wins there is going to win the Oscar between those sense. two. Yeah. And poor Mr. Bradley Cooper is out of the race. Sorry, Bradley. 
I, earlier on before the Golden Globes, everyone was saying that Bradley Cooper was going to win. And really? Jason and I saw Maestro. And my Astro? My Astro. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't ass. It was like, okay. I it had was... major issues with it, but so I... He directed and starred in the movie. So Bradley yes. Cooper directed and starred Maestro. And I think he's... He's still learning how to do both at the same time, I think. Mm -hmm. There were some elements that were really good, and then some things just were not working, at least in my opinion. I just think he wanted... He wanted it so bad. He wanted it so bad. I like Bradley Cooper. Me too. Born Slays. Like, I... One of my favorite movies literally ever. One of the first movies me and Colin watched together. A Star is Born. Quote, unquote, watched. (laughs) Quote, unquote, watched because we were making out and I had to rewatch it because I didn't know what happened. But yeah, we'll always have a place in my heart. Yeah, so my Astro, it (laughs) is... It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Unless he somehow wins at BAFTA and shifts the He's not... He's not. I'm so sorry, Bradley. Just, I'm so, sorry to that man. The response to my show has also been pretty poor. My show's on Netflix, so if you guys want to watch that, it's available. Although on Netflix, I will so. say, Carrie Mulligan. Carrie Mulligan ate. Yeah. And she ate in the film and all of her looks at awards season. She's she has known a, for the bob. She's known for the bob. <laughs> she has a platinum bob on with bleached brows, which might sound a little crazy. She's eating. She's, She's serving. Eating. She looks amazing. Which, if you don't know who Carrie Mulligan is, she is in Promising Young Women. She's the lead actress in that. She's one of the sisters in Pride and Prejudice. She's one of the sisters in Pride and Prejudice. Pride and Prejudice. Um, what else? She's been in a and lot. And she's in many, many other things that we don't have time to discuss. So, <laughs> Those are we the love ones her. that come to mind. She's been in a lot, She's though. looking great. She's doing great. Case closed. Which, that's a good segue for lead actress. So, in this category... The front runner as of now is Emma Stone for Poor Things. Yeah. Um, she she won, just won Critics' Choice. She just won Critics' Choice. She just won the Golden Globe for Comedy Actress, which people were surprised that she won Critics' Choice. I was kind of surprised. Yeah. I feel like a lot of pundits really were going for Lily Gladstone for Killers of the Flower Moon, who's currently in second place. A lot of people are still predicting her. They think that she'll win at SAG and then she'll win the Oscar. Mm. Um We'll go into a dive into Killers of the Flower Moon as well in another episode. But um, but Lily's big because she would be the first American Indian yes. woman person to win. To even o- be nominated. To even be nominated. Yeah. And let me just say this. Like Colin said, we'll do a deep dive into Killers of the Flower Moon. But I love Lily. Her, yeah. The way she acts with her eyes. She's really great. She's really good. Movie. I love looking at her face. I love watching her on screen. Mm-hmm. And I have a lot of opinions about how things should have gone down in terms of award season that we will discuss mm-hmm. at a later time. But just for now, no, she did a great job. She, she did. She's, and I've loved every interview she's given. I've loved everything. She's, she's just really well-spoken. So well-spoken. She is beautiful. Love her. She's great. And so much pressure to educate a whole nation mm-hmm. on a really important topic. And she does it flawlessly. Yeah. She's very articulate. She handles it well. She's beauty. She's grace. She's Lily Gladstone. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yes, everything Jace said. But so like I said, in first place right now is Emma Stone for Poor Things, which 
this is my personal bias. I do think Emma Stone gives the performance of the year. I think that is just unbeatable. So it makes me sad because I do love Lily Gladstone, but it's just like Emma Stone's performance is undeniable. It yeah. is incredible. And Emma Stone's one of my favorites. She's also in a show called The Curse. The Curse <laughs> is cursed. We'll get into that at a later that time. That show is... If you know Nathan Fielder and what his comedy is like, it is, it's so hard to explain. If you it's, don't know Nathan Fielder, do, do not. not go watch <laughs> The Curse. You need to start at Nathan For You and work your way up. But if you can't handle Nathan For You, absolutely do not watch The Curse. Do that not watch is, The Curse. But if you're, if you're giggling, maybe, maybe yeah. go check it out because it... And Emma Stone really, she's in the show. She really understands Nathan Fielder's humor and what he's going for. And she's so funny. But she plays a despicable character. Oh, in that terrible. Show. Yeah. Awful. Awful. But she does a great job. So she, love her. Yes. Want to give a shout out to Sandra Fuller for Anatomy of a Fall. Absolutely. I feel like she's been robbed. She's incredible in Anatomy of a Fall. Jot so. down Anatomy of a Fall in the movies we need you to watch. Yes. Incredible movie. Incredible movie. We'll do an episode about Anatomy of a Fall as well, but incredible foreign film. Fasting, praying for her to be nominated at the <laughs> Fasting Oscars. Fasting and praying for our girl, Sandy. <laughs> wishing her the best. Yes. She's incredible. So be sure to watch that. Um, so best director is next. This one is the most locked category yeah. this year. So... Christopher Nolan, I'm sure a lot of people are familiar. What are some movies that Christopher Nolan has directed that people would be familiar with? Christopher Nolan has directed the Dark Knight trilogy with Christian Bale. Um, and Heath Ledger, Heath Ledger, Ledger may he rest in peace. Um, he's also directed The Prestige, Interstellar, you know, Memento was his first movie. And now Oppenheimer. He just has been one of the most successful film filmmakers of the 21st century. And he's never won before an Oscar. So he is due for one. I think he deserves it for Oppenheimer. And he won the Golden Globe and Critics' Choice. He's been sweeping pretty much every pre-critics, you know, group. He'll win the BAFTA. He'll win DGA. And his, he's going to win the Oscar. So. And I said this last episode, and I'm going to say it again. We are reclaiming Christopher Nolan for the girls and the gays. I think film bros really last like latched onto him, which I understand. And he does struggle to write a female character, which we'll get into when we discuss Oppenheimer. But I've really loved his speeches at the awards. He is married to this powerhouse producer woman. Um, and he always lets her accept kind of like when Oppenheimer wins something, he lets her kind of accept the award and give the speech. I've loved watching them mm -hmm. interact at award season. They're so cute. They're so in love. He's just a nerdy guy. And <laughs> everyone who works with him loves him. I think that yeah. says a lot about a director. When the people who work with you are speaking so highly of you, mm -hmm. I think that really speaks to the character of the person. And people have great things to say about yeah. Christopher Nolan. And Oppenheimer is a good movie. Like, yeah. Especially for Christopher Nolan, who loves a little bit of a twist I think, I mean, we've talked about this. Biopics can be a snooze fest. I'll say it. Sometimes they biopics are not great. And Christopher Nolan somehow took a biopic and a really monumental piece of, hist of world history, added a very captivating story to it, and made it a masterpiece. Mm -hmm. So 
you know, I love Christopher Nolan. Case closed. Just, you know. Just give it to him already, honestly. He, no one is going to come close. I There's a couple people that could randomly get an award or two along the way, like Greta Gerwig for Which we Barbie. Love. We love her. I will say, though, the director's branch of the Academy has not been known to award very many women or even nominate them. Lame. So it's pretty misogynistic and not great. So her chances are not great, unfortunately. Um, Yorgos Lanthimos for Poor Things is another one. that That's my personal bias. That I'd love to see him win. Silly little Greek guy. He kills me. He's very Greek. He's very nerdy. BFFs with Emma Stone randomly. But Which makes a lot of sense, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> but yeah, um, but outside of that, I just don't see anyone winning. So Chris Renault, that's yours. Now, best picture. So for Golden Globes, they also split this category. And for Cal- whoa, 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 let me start over. <laughs> they split this category into comedy and drama. So best picture for comedy went to Poor Things, and best picture for for drama went to Oppenheimer and then critics choice. They only do one and that went to Oppenheimer as well. So Oppenheimer is currently the front runner. This could change. Um, there, I feel like best picture could have a lot of stacked films. Yeah. That was a weird way to phrase that. It could have, it could be a stacked <laughs> category is what I was trying to say. I, there's a lot of movies. We still haven't seen a couple of these, um, like zone of interest, which we will dive into another day once we see it, LOL. Um, Killers of the Flower Moon is another possibility. Obviously, Barbie, Poor Things, The Holdovers, Past Lives. There's a lot of different well, really great movies. has definitely been starting to inch its way ahead, I think, recently in kind of breaking apart from the, the group. There's been mm-hmm. a lot of amazing movies in 2023. Yeah. And it, it seems like Oppenheimer's gaining some momentum to to win. Right. And it's looking like it's probably going to, um, but anything could change. I don't see them giving it to anyone but Oppenheimer at the BAFTAs. They ha- So the branch that does Best Picture um, is called the Producers Guild, and so they have their own awards as well. So that could change things yeah. if they give it to a different movie. Um, I just don't know what else they would give it to. I guess maybe Killers of the Flower Moon is one I could see. Poor Things. Poor Things is a long shot for me, I feel like. Maybe Barbie. If Barbie gets SAG, they have what's called Screen Actors Guild Ensemble, so like the best cast. Yeah. And that's been a good precursor. uh, Yeah, indicator of what might win. I mean... Back in 2019 with Parasite, Parasite wasn't really winning much over the course of the season. Then it won SAG Ensemble, and it went on to win Best Picture. So anything so, can happen, folks. Yeah. So just because we were like reading all these things, if you have a favorite in the running, you keep on hoping. You yeah. keep on, like truly anything can happen. That's what makes it fun. And Barbie could sneak up. Like Barbie's done okay so far. Yeah. It's getting nominated everywhere. Just winning is not really happening. But if it wins SAG Ensemble, I feel like that could be an indicator that things could change. Okay. So awesome. But that's pretty much where we're at. We'll dive into another episode next week yeah, and do, you, do a full 
Oscars predictions for each category. So yeah. if you guys want to follow along and see what we think is going to be nominated and then see everything that we get wrong on Oscar nominations morning next Tuesday, then yeah, it's fun. It's fun to predict. It's fun to see if you get things right. It's fun to see surprises get in. Um, Cause like I said, we're predicting not based off of our personal bias. It's more just what we've seen along the season and but then like when your personal bias comes in and like things get in that you like did our thing just keep going okay sorry i thought our pod tracker just died we're learning we're living we're (laughs) laughing we're loving (laughs) anywho yeah so that'll be yeah so to recap for Mm -hmm. housekeeping Next episode is really going to be our Oscar predictions because the Oscar nominations come out on January 23rd. So that's next Tuesday. Right. So we'll be releasing an episode on Monday. So Monday, January 22nd with our Oscar predictions. Mm -hmm. And then the following episode will be recapping Oppenheimer. So we'll kind of do a review. We'll kind of give you an overview of maybe things to look out for. That's the other thing I think we should mention. You know, as we're recommending movies to watch, we recognize that some people have an aversion to rated R movies. Mm-hmm. Period. Totally fine. We'll let you know, you know, why things are rated R because maybe that sways. Maybe you're like, well, I just, if it's just language, whatever. But if it's, you know, graphic sexual content or violent, maybe like violence, maybe not for me. Um, I also think there's a lot to be gained in sitting with what makes you uncomfortable and thinking about why it makes you uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of these movies use, you know, language and violence and and maybe sexual content in a way that that does further the plot so i think it's not going to be what you think it is but all of that to say if you don't want to watch rated r movie you can you're more than welcome to listen and we'll give you an overview if you Mm want to watch the movie you know and then tune in to see what we think and and disagree with us and think that we're dumb that's also welcome but yeah we'll be kind of laying out what we're going to be talking about next time so you can find some time to watch the movie and then tune in right yep and with that, we're so welcome. Our closing is also still uh, workshopping. So if you have any ideas, they're all Let welcome. Let us know. We do not know how to close this out. We don't know how to start and like, how to close. Bye. Bye, bye, bye sisters. sisters. <laughs>